Thoughts Comics Now. Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 213, where I strongly recommend, but only lightly review, the best of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, September 18th. This particular podcast, by the way, like so many across the planet do on Batman Day, left out some bat cookies, some bat milk, opened up its bat gifts under the bat tree, which is riddled with batarangs, and finished Batman Day singing bat carols. Yeah, it's the most wonderful bat time of the year. <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latore. Got bats on the brain. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I seriously hope that you and the ones that you love are just having a great day. Super great day. And here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, by the way, we read a whole bunch of brand new comic books that come out on Wednesday and only recommend to you the greatest of them. Yes, comics are expensive, so we only recommend the best of the best so you can save some time and some money. And please do us a tiny, teeny, tiny Ant-Man-sized favor and hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Tell a buddy, tell a pal, tell a friend, someone that's into podcasts about us. And then follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube at Sunspots Comics. That's right. And I always start every single show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, of course, thank you to you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for finding us. I know there's a bazillion podcasts out there. Thanks for giving us a shot. And whether this is your first time trying us or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists, seriously, from the bottom, the deep recesses of my nerdy heart, thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics podcast. And thank you to my friend Nick, Papa George. He sings our fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song. Check out his solo singing stuff on Instagram at Nicholas.Dell and his band Solution that he's the lead singer of on Instagram at Solution underscore band. If you love rock, but it's reggae rock with Hawaiian style feel good stuff all blended in there and just just a bunch of guitar and just awesome singing. And you're going to love all the sounds of Nick Papa George and his band Solution. So please check them out. And thank you, Nick, for doing our theme song. Also, thank you to a podcast listener. Big shout out. Big thank you to Despanan. D-E-S-P-A-N-A-N. Despan Despanan? I don't know. And <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Despanan, for, for the five-star review. The lovely positive words on iTunes. It seriously means a lot to us when you do a review like that. And you did both. You gave us five stars and said some just wonderful positive words. Uh, I, I'm glad that you really dig our intro music and theme song. I'm glad you dig it. We, you know, I, I spent a lot of time picking a song that usually ties somewhat into the, the picks of the week that are in here. So it, it's a little deep cut, but if you listen carefully, the, the, the song, intro song usually ties in. And the theme song, Nick, uh, I can't tell you how, how much uh, I absolutely love that Nick did. My buddy of mine did a theme song. And it stuck in my head, and I love it, and I'm so proud of it. So I'm glad you enjoy our intro music and our outro stuff. And also that you uh, that you dig the sound of my voice. Yes, it is it is very silky smooth. <laughs> but Dispanen, Dispanen, please send your address to me at chris at sunspotscomics.com. Send me your address, and I'll mail you out the coveted Sunspots Comics podcast comic book surprise package. Yes. I'll send you some comics, I'll send you some other fun comic book stuff from my own personal stash. So seriously, thank you, Despanin, 
<laughs> you are really seriously just the much needed fuel that just keeps my nerd heart pumping along. So thank you so much, Despinin, for your fantastic review. It means a lot to me. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian hand makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts, AR t-shirts. You got to see it. And they're based on cryptozoology. And then what you do, they got a cool little feature. You take your smartphone and this HP Reveal app and you point it at a Cryptid Zoo shirt and the shirt will actually come to life in this crazy little video, video presentation. You got to see this. There's no other shirt out there that does this. And also, when you go to cryptidzoo.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of your order. Yes, at cryptidzoo.com. So go and buy the only shirt that comes to life at cryptidzoo.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-Zoo.com. So now... Let's get this show started. I got my single knee pad and my single glove. That's all you need to make a proper superhero landing. So let's go ahead and make a superhero landing. Right into the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Issue number 213. Starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around up inside of my nerdy fronty frontal lobes here. My nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my, in my nerdy brain is... Batman Day! Yes, as you can tell by the intro there, got the bats flying around the belfry in my brain. Um, every year on Saturday, September 21st, or as close as they can get to that as possible, the world celebrates the Cape Crusader. And uh, this year, is it's a huge, it's a big celebration because the Dark Knight has turned 80 years old. That's crazy. Maybe we should start calling him the Twilight Years Batman, or, <laughs> or Old Man Batman, something like that. Anyway, so... All around the world, they're celebrating Batman, and there's these bat signals that are actually lovingly displayed on buildings all over the world. I guess it starts in Australia, started in Australia, and then ended in uh, Los Angeles. And here in LA, on, on downtown LA, they had uh, the bat symbol on the City Hall building. And the last time they'd done that was as a tribute to Adam West when he passed away. Yes, the Batman 66 actor. And that was just very cool that all over the place, bat signals can be could be seen high upon buildings. Like, just so very cool to see that in real life. And Barnes & Noble was uh, joining the, the, the group here and had Batman in the actual Barnes & Nobles reading to kids. I, I missed it, but man, I, I could only imagine how that must have been. You know, he's like, hey kids, get ready. For some reason, no. <laughs> I hope that's not the Batman reading to kids. They're all screaming and running. But anyway, <laughs> that, that was just very cool. Of course, there were comic book creator, Batman comic book creators, people that have worked with Batman over the years, doing signings all over the place from Scott Snyder and a new Batman writer, James Tinian, which congratulations, James Tinian IV, for taking over uh, from Tom King, departing Batman and you taking over. So good luck. Uh, that's uh, some big shoes to fill, I'll tell you. But uh, so they've been signing stuff on on Batman Day, which is cool. And there was all kinds of bat sales going on. I mean, some mostly were at local comic book shops, discounting stuff related to Batman. There was even like uh, a lot of stores had like uh, giveaways and had Batman there, and and people actually in cosplay doing all kinds of things. So find out next year what's going on at your local comic book shop day when it comes to batman day and join in on the fun but there was even like amazon had sales itunes had sales on the on the movies and so on and tv shows very cool on the dc website there was a sweepstake where they're giving away a bunch of bat stuff so that was very cool i immediately signed up for that 
And uh, they also had an exclusive variant cover, by the way, that went out to local comic book shops of the Batman Who Laughs issue number one. It was pretty cool. You got to go online and check it out. But myself, in honor of Batman Day, I pulled out uh, my Wednesday comics. It's this oversized hardcover, which I absolutely love so much. And I reread the Batman short story. You should definitely check this out. It's written by Brian Azzarello and stunning, beautiful kind of homage to the 40s, 50 of old Batman uh, by Edward Eduardo Risso. Beautiful art. I love it. I read it once and it's just seriously, uh, just a great read. I rarely, rarely ever reread stuff. So I highly recommend the Wednesday comics, oversized hardcover and read the Batman story in it. It's so much fun and it just encapsulates the very essence of of Batman, so it's wonderful. Check it out. I highly recommend it. That's what I did to kind of reread something to get into the right frame of Bat mind. And uh, <laughs> but ultimately, Batman Day is getting uh, a little bit better every single year. It, it just keeps getting a little better. The the giveaways, the the how local comic book shops participate, and Barnes and Noble are, are getting involved, and the, the bat signals, and the sales, and the signings. Check it out every year, September 21st. Mark your calendars. That's Batman Day. And the last thing floating up inside of my nerdy brain is that I'm creating my very own comic book, and it's called Zombie Destroyers. And I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm doing the writing, the layouts, the lettering. The artist by Jordan Hudson. And just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. Issue number one of my comic book is the pencils are done, the inks are done, the bonus page is done. So I'm kind of starting working on the lettering, and then it's off to the coloring. Also, I'm actually looking for an artist. I'm looking for a new artist. Unfortunately, I'm sadly not working with Jordan Hudson anymore. But I'm looking for an artist to do the pencils and inks on Zombie Destroyers. If you are interested, or you know someone that is interested or trying to break into the comic book business... Just send me an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com, preferably with a sample uh, page of your sequential comic book art. And of course, uh, tag along in there your asking page rate. So I am looking for an artist to help me with my vision of Zombie Destroyers. And if you want to see what it looks like to kind of get an understanding, a little glimpse of what Zombie Destroyers is all about, just go over to the newly designed sunspotscomics.com, which is our website, and click on Zombie Destroyers. You will see a bunch of sample pages of Zombie Destroyers. So, Zombie Destroyers coming soon from yours truly here at Sunspots Comics. And now, and just a quick mention of the interview segment called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is where I proudly share conversations I've had with comic book creators. I've been lucky enough to have some great comic book creators on this very podcast, like Daniel Warren Johnson of Murder Falcon, Troy Nixie of Trout, Marcus Nasso of Voracious, Zach Kaplan of Eclipse, and so many more. Just check them out and a whole bunch more on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed right now. You can check them out. Also, if you work in the comic book biz or you're trying to break in, like I am, Let's have a fun chat about the comic book you're working on right here on a future Sunspots Comics podcast. Just send me an email, preferably with a review copy of your comic book that you're working on, to chris at sunspotscomics.com or message me at Sunspots Comics on everything, of course, so we can just have you as a guest on a future issue of the Sunspots Comics podcast right here, talking to me. So now, here we go now, the super-powered main event of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book recommendations. I'm about to share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out 
on Wednesday. New comic book day, September 18th. And here is your super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. I seriously just want to inspire you to go buy these comic books and fully enjoy them so I really don't spoil them too much at all. I also never discuss the last few pages or the cliffhangers. I leave those alone and I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the top comic books, of course, let me now introduce and announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every single week, I pick what I believe is the best of the comic book art of the week. So gaze upon the gloriousness here, folks. <clears throat> so my pick for cover artist winner of the week is One Doe for Strayed, issue number two by Image Comics. I'm sorry, Dark Horse Comics. And you got to look at this cover, you guys. It's mostly red and purple and violet. And I just, I love the symmetry of it. They have this uh, this alien sort of figure standing there. I love his suit. It's just black and red. And the lines are so beautifully organized in this crazy symmetrical way. And kind of exploding from, from the background, almost like a peacock feather behind his head, are these streaks of like a, like a comet, but it's a cat. Because it ties into this very story of Strayed, which is this cat that has the ability to uh, be understood from technology and also astrally project its spirit across the galaxy to find uh, habitable planets to wipe out. But anyway, humans suck. But this cover, I love the pale blueness of his eye, of his face and just the piercing red eyes. And it's just so cosmic-y and spacey. Even the way that the, the font is done for the word strayed on the comic book is kind of 80s. It's done in this like multiple framework where the, the strayed would start way in the background, almost Superman tidily, where the strayed would be coming towards us. And then the sort of uh, echo or shadow of each one of those sections uh, laid out in beautiful geometric, geometric fashion. You got to see it. It's wonderful. It, it is kind of homage to the 80s. But I love all the red. It's just this dark red and dark blue. And there's this this crystal blue little orb, this bubble, that's, of course, perfectly centered, right? Kind of like where he would be wearing a necklace that's floating in front of him. And I just love the glow of it. The coloring is gorgeous. Wando, this is his, in my opinion, his best work of art in Strayed. And this cover goes along with that very thing. You got to look at it. It's Strayed, issue number two from Dark Horse Comics. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for this lovely cover Mr. Juan Do. And the artist winner of the week goes to Dan Mora for Once and Future issue number two by Boom Studios. Follow Dan at Dan underscore Mora underscore C. And what a wonderful cover. You've got the uh, grandmother-like figure wearing a, a brown flowing robe. And I love the uh, her just her, her silver hair and the attention to the light source that's hitting off the right side of her body. It's like this golden hue that just traces down the right side of her body. It's wonderful, so realistic looking. The look of seriousness on her face is drawn so beautifully well by Dan Mora. And I love the contrast of colors here too. You've got her robe is kind of this brownish purple and then she's wielding this sword that's that's heavily in the foreground. That's the King Arthur's sword with this red jewel in the center. It looks kind of Thundercats kind of-ish sword. Uh, kind of claw-like on the sides or like dragon scaled and in the reflection of that sword 
is this impending horde of these of this of King Arthur and his this, these monsters and zombies and blood. It's just fantastic. What a wonderful cover uh, from from Dan Mora. Check it out. But interior arts here, absolutely wonderful. Just blew my blew my mind this week. It was easily the top artist of the week. And Dan Moore's style is very realistic, very chiseled uh, at its core, but then has some kind of light cartoony elements to them, like especially around some of the facial features. But man, this is some of his best work overall, honestly, that he's ever done. Paid attention to every single detail, even the background of uh, like page three where I'm looking at this purple, this, this sky behind this castle that they're about to go to. And... Every little detail in the clouds uh, is just uh, so appreciated by me, Dan. Lovely stuff. Every little line, the leaves of grass in this this just epic landscape as a grandmother and grandson make their way to this castle and this purple, purple clouds behind them and dark. It's just gorgeous purple haze behind them. <laughs> but I think my favorite sequence of art, well, one of my favorites, is when they enter this castle and there's four... Uh, like sort of demon women uh, they look like they're uh, like zombie witches that are floating around this the entrance of this circular staircase that goes deep into the earth and in the background when the, when it shows the opening of this castle you can see that same sort of silhouetting clouds behind them but it's kind of in the shape of a skull just kind of showing that impending doom is about to happen as they step down this deep dark corridor and if, if we're in this crazy looking cave in the middle of nowhere but man it's just these four women these four characters in these crazy tattered robes they look like these you know all silver-haired witches with like these red eyes and they're kind of lightly flowing uh, like floating above the ground it's just haunting and just very cool i love it but uh another favorite sequence of mine is every time that he draws the resurrection of king arthur as he comes to life it's this spiky crown upon his head and slowly his organs are regenerating and slowly blood and mucus and pus and all kinds of fluid are returning to his body and slowly growing. And it's done in like eight pages where this resurrection just takes its time and it's grotesque and it's awesome and larger than life. There are some wonderful looking splash pages in this where he just gives the full treatment of King Arthur's corpse coming to life. It's wonderful. It's gruesome. You can just almost hear like, uh, you know, the, uh, the sound, the theme soundtrack from, uh, the, the King Arthur movie Excalibur playing in the background. I, I just, I absolutely adore this. It's, it's gruesome and action packed. And uh, the, the art is just phenomenal. Got to give hats off to Dan Mora. You're easily the artist winner of the week. So check these guys out. Wando, for straight issue number two, uh, if you got to look at that. That's at one underscore doe straight issue number two and art winner of the week. Dan Mora for once and future issue number two from Boom Studios. That's at Dan underscore Mora underscore C. And the breakdown. I actually read a pull list of 13 comic books this week for New Comic Book Day Wednesday, September 18th. And only five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's got to be great to make the Sunspots Comics top pick list. And new number ones. I actually read five new number ones this week, but only one of them made it to the top pick list. Yes, new number ones got to be seriously top notch or I won't recommend them to you. 
So here is my list of what I consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out. New comic book day, Wednesday, September 18th. I strongly, strongly recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today. So now, there are five great comic books this week I'm about to recommend to you. So here we go. Coming in at number five is Spider-Man, issue number one, from written by J.J. Abrams. And I guess co-written by his son, Henry Abrams, I'm not sure how old he is, and beautiful art by Sarah Pacelli, who, uh, for me, I mostly remember her work uh, from the Miles Morales Spider-Man series, from from that, just, she did it for years in that Spider-Man series, and uh, wonderful, wonderful art by Sarah Pacelli, and uh, this is, of course, a Marvel comic, and colors by Dave Stewart, so he's got the, he's got an amazing team here from J.J. Abrams, yes, the movie guy, and Sarah Pacelli, and Dave Stewart on colors, and then Help, uh, help in writing from his son, uh, Henry Abrams. Must be nice, right? <laughs> That's cool. But, man, uh, I tell you, the, they should have gone with the variant covers of this. I wasn't thrilled with the primary cover. It's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of okay. But, man, at the very, very last page, they show some of the variant covers for this Spider-Man issue number one. And, oh, my gosh, they are fantastic. I recommend getting a variant, any of the variant covers of Spider-Man issue number one, written by J.J. Abrams. You got to get it for just J.J. Abrams writing a comic, right? But get the variant covers. It's worth it. Try to get one that's hopefully not expensive, $12. Try to get one that's at cover price. That's what I always try to do. But... This is crazy. This uh, They definitely let J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, play around a little bit in the toy box that is Marvel and mess around with kind of this what-if story. What if early on in, uh, in Spider-Man's life, uh, something horribly happens to Mary Jane? I'm not going to say what exactly happens. Some bad stuff happens. Uh, and, and time moves along in, a, in that, sort of, that sort of fragmented way that J.J. Abrams is known for in his movies. And where he sort of tickles you and builds a, a just a, an interesting story and, and lays out the sort of fabric of a mystery. And he does that here with time flipping forward and the, and the story sort of goes away from this crazy looking villain designed in a very strange way. And, and they don't tell you much about this sort of mostly robotic looking villain. It kind of reminds me of uh, of General Grievous from the uh, the Star Wars prequels. Like I was just waiting for him to pull out, you know, 12 lightsabers. It looks very much like that. And even the way his lettering is done when this weird alien speaks reminds me of General Grievous. It's like, "We need you. Help us, Spider-Man." It's like, anyway, that's just in my head. But so from what happens with Mary Jane quickly goes to many years later, which is which is wild. Kind of a uh, Thanos snapping. It's like 12 years later. And the story focuses around Peter and MJ's son, Ben, red-haired Ben, and how he's a freshman in high school. So it's like, that's the focus. And it's definitely right around the time when he is, uh, his powers are developing. And he's beginning to realize how strong he is, and he's sticking to stuff, and how he deals with that. And how they portray Peter here is kind of interesting. How J.J. did Peter is, uh, he made him this sort of dad that's just never there which is weird that did spider-man quit did he, he's uh, he has this press pass and he has to get on a plane to visit um his son that is about to get expelled from school uh but luckily only got detention and he's in between flights and visits his son for like five minutes and he's like get your crap together and he just kind of 
He does have a, a session here with him. There's a little bit more than just that. But he kind of goes like, gotta hop on a plane. He's kind of this like, this nonchalant kind of doesn't give a damn dad. I had issues with that. That's, that's uh, you know, I, I, but I was along for the ride. I'm going, wow, where's JJ going with this? Is he going to just add this kind of reluctancy to Peter, you know, after what's happened to MJ? Like, where's he going with this? I, I most definitely have to read two or three issues of this to see what the heck is going on. But so this shows the estranged relationship between Peter and Ben, which I find odd. But hey, this is JJ, you know, playing in the sandbox here, playing around with stuff. And uh, and then we sort of get the uh, the. The, this bad guy returned to this bad guy 12 years later who isn't doing very well looks like just barely killing to life here and that speaks in almost binary and is like mostly robotic and we have no idea what the tie is but he's got something in a tube a person you can tell there's kind of a face there in a tube that he's growing or building or genetically modifying so something's happening here so great little mysterious little issue i gotta see what else is happening here is Peter going to remain this uh, horrible father? Um, Aunt May is in this. She's, she's got to be, you know, 140 years old, I think. But who cares? Don't worry about ages and stuff <laughs> here. But, um, yeah, it's interesting also that Peter Parker, is he Spider-Man? Like, is he, he's he's off uh, doing journalism stuff. Is there still journalism <laughs> this in this future tale? <laughs> anyway. Uh, poor newspapers, but um, yeah. Wh- where is this going? What's what's happening? Uh, I, I, I gotta read more of this to understand what's what's going on. I, I'd say that it barely made the countdown because of sort of the, that, like I was saying, that treatment of Peter and how he just doesn't kind of give a damn about Ben. I, I don't like that. That's kind of not in P- Peter's nature. Um, but um, you know, there's and there's the angsty Ben, which I have a problem with. Angsty teenagers, yes. They roll their eyes. I roll their eyes at them. I don't want to read about teenagers. I don't know what it is. In that way, I'd rather have them uh, teenagers written more dynamically and not so uh, two-dimensional with just the ugh and just everything bothers them. Like, we've seen that too much. But anyway, I got to see. J.J. Abrams is writing it. Sarah Pacelli's drawing it. Dave Stewart's coloring it. Got to see where this is going. That's Spider-Man. Issue number one is our number five pick of the week. And coming in at number four is our cover artist winner of the week strayed issue number two and this is written by carlos gifoni wonderful art again got to look at this cover it's the cover winner of the week uh, from wando he also did the interior art it's wando and this is where this um military scientist named kiara uh figures out a way to make uh, her her cat lou uh, basically speak or basically where we can understand the cat because it this device or whatever this augmentation reads the brain waves of her cat Lou and she loves her cat Lou but at the same time the government's got uh, all their paws <laughs> on Lou uh, because they found out that Lou can astrally project Lou's cat spirit across the galaxy and they're using Lou to find uh, natural resources because humans are horrible. <laughs> We've seen that so many times in comics. And we need resources to keep humans alive. And so they're literally attacking uh, resources from habitable planets. And uh, yeah, humans have turned into that the alien invaders that, that, that attack other planets for their resources. It's crazy. I love the concept. I love that the concept is bananas. But in this issue... Uh, definitely read uh, the first one of Strayed. 
you you could actually kind of jump into this because the first one really just sets up everything I just told you. But no, it's so wonderful, the art. Look at it. Don't skip it. It begins with this astral projection across all kinds of crazy areas of the galaxy. So many colors, so many different kinds of planets. You've got a Hoth planet that's just all kind of snow. You have this green algae planet. You have a lava planet like Mustafar. So yeah, there's all these crazy civilizations, these aliens, and eight different kinds of alien technology. You just get the first four or five pages of the cat in its astral projection finding these habitable planets and, and humans being the, the ones in the alien saucer ships invading these planets and stealing this like bubble-like marble, this energy source that um, apparently some alien entity gives to planets. And so they're kind of hot on the trail really to find the primary alien entity that is giving this energy source to other small planets and galaxies. So it's it's not just enough for the humans here to gather these, these orb crystals of a self-sufficient energy, but they want to go to the source so they can have it all. So yeah, humans are really, really crappy in this. <laughs> but anyway, and at the same time, this government is keeping, you know, Lou and Kiara away from each other. They love each other. It's just that great relationship between owner and, and pet. <clears throat> Issue number one was a top pick of the week, by the way. So I did speak about it when it first came out, I think, four weeks ago. So tune into that to, to hear it. But I just, the the sequence, this, I one-third of the comic, as I said, the, the astral projection of the cat and the invasion uh, of uh, humans invading these other planets in flying saucers takes up more than a third of what's happening here. So it's just, and it's not a ton of dialogue, but at the same time, there is this other entity. Maybe this entity is the the creator of this energy source that's speaking to Lou in these astral projections. And so we finally kind of get an answer as to what this this being is that's communicating to Lou when Lou's astral projection is flying throughout the galaxy. So I love this. And also this twists and takes a little turn into the expectation of uh, what this governmental entity has in that it's actually getting pressure from another uh, source. And they kind of reveal who that the, the boss of the boss is. And very interesting as it's the character that's on the cover here. So is that character an alien? Is that character human? We're not quite sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. But in the balance here is Kiera, who's just sad that she's even doing this and has anything to do with it. They keep promising her that her contract will end and it just kind of never ends. But yeah, it's opening up into a bit of a bigger story. And I love this the two-page splash here. You're going to love it of this, uh, this the boss of the boss entity that's on the cover of Strayed, issue number two. But wonderful stuff here. If, if, you, if you dig that concept, you're going to love this. Check out Strayed, issue number two. It's our number four pick of the week. And now on to the top three comic book recommendations of the week. So here we go. Coming in at number three is Middle West, issue number 11. Now, Middle West is from Image Comics. It's written by Scotty Young, and it's wonderful art by Jorge Corona. This has been a top comic book pick of the week. It's been a number one pick of the week. It's been in the top five, and it has been a cover winner and a art winner before. So Middle West, I highly, highly recommend it to you. It's a Sunspots Comics winner multiple times. So Middle West here, and this particular issue, I love, again, the opening one-third, the opening sequence here, which is the young boy who has the power of a tornado. When he gets angry, he turns into this, this amazing tornado of rage. He's on a quest to find his grandfather to kind of understand why he's like this. 
and he's running he's run away from home and he's running from his father who also has the power of this uh, of of being a tornado of rage and he finds his grandfather in the last issue and his grandfather has the power of a snow blizzard so it's all in the family nothing to do with that old tv show um and this first sequence is the fox that is the young boy's companion who uh, is now being treated very poorly the uh, young abel is very conflicted he's very upset he very much is now kind of down on his luck feeling like this is who i am i'm a tornado of rage and i kill everything whenever i get upset and i'm just going to live alone and be away from people and the fox is like that that light that hope that positiveness but the fox is like at his end surprisingly they start like the it seems like the the sort of the, the salty language is kicked up a notch here. I don't remember them saying the F word and so many swear words here. But they're seriously upset at each other. Abel's kind of done. Hey, this is how I'm going to be. End of story. And the fox is like, look, uh, we were told by this this uh, this powerful wizard that there is a way to cure you of this. And let, we need to keep going and keep searching. And Abel's just kind of done. And he's like, look, just leave me alone. And says some really hurtful, angry words here. So it's that... And they're best friends, they're buddies, they've gone on this long road trip together. The fox has been there from the beginning. The fox, even in this middle sequence, on like page 11, uh, hunts fish and brings the fish back to Abel to feed him. And there's just a lot of wordless, dialogueless panels here that are just gorgeously colored and wonderful art from Jorge Corona, where you just get to live in this weird fantasy world where all this pink gelatinous fluid runs everything. It's the fuel for everything. I still just love that. I mention it every time that Middle West is a top pick. I just love the pink gelatinous fluid running everything. It's this weird, like, battery energy fluid. But anyway, this takes a, a turn. This it, From him just being on the road, uh, there was an arc where uh, he was kind of living with um, some carnival folk and living with the carnival, and his tornado of rage destroyed that, and he's he's failed with meeting his grandfather. His grandfather was like, look, snap out of it. Be a man. This is who you are. You're a miserable disappointment. And it was just like this tough, overly tough love kind of grandpa. But they did have a sequence where it was also very touching and the grandfather was happy to see him. Anyway, that's over. Now this seems to be going in kind of the, has this kind of like a Pinocchio feel to it going forward. Where uh, he's he, he passed the carnivals, but there's a bunch of children that are all being kind of stolen from this from this large city and taken somewhere. So it's like, are they going to Fun Island? Like, you know, that's where this sort of Pinocchio feel is happening here for me. But looks like a new kind of villain. Where are they going? What is this place that they're taking all these children to? And, you know, he wants to burst into a tornado of rage, but he doesn't want to sort of kill everyone because there's a bunch of kids there. So he has to kind of maintain his cool and not turn into the the, the Hulk tornado. <laughs> Hulknado. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so I love this new arc. I love the new direction. Uh, I'm, I'm glad this is still going, and I can't wait to see what happens to Abel. And is he going to make up with his fox friend? I mean, come on, that, that relationship is awesome. But hey, friendships have the ups and the downs, especially when your buddy's a fox. Anyway, so Middle West, issue number 11 is our number three pick of the week. Highly recommend previous, multiple previous Sunspots Comics podcast winner. That is Middle West. Get issue number 11. If you're jumping on right here, that'd be fine because of this new arc, but I would read them all, all 10 of them. They've been fantastic. And also quickly and easily uh, readable. Not not a very dense, heavy comic that's just going to weigh your your list down and take you forever. It, it's, it's mostly done with beautiful, colorful, fantasy-like art. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Middle West. Check it out.
And coming in at number two is uh, Once and Future, issue number two. This is our artist winner of the week. And Once and Future, issue number one, was a previous Sunspots Comics podcast winner. So go check it out. And again, like I said, this is our artist winner of the week, which is Dan Mora. And this is written by Karen Gillen. And lovely, lovely, lovely coloring by Tamara Bone Villain. Gotta give her props because so much of this is just so beautifully colored in purples and blues. That's where purple, blue, and green is where she wanted to live in this. And it just is perfectly done. But this is the story of if King Arthur were to be resurrected, he could potentially be the end of all things or seriously change the way things are. They, they sort of explain that King Arthur is a magical being. Which makes sense because a good third of this comic book is the the resurrection from bones to almost full-fledged human in about uh, 10 or 12 pages. It's gruesome. I mean, it's just bones and then blood starts forming and the intestines are there and just sacks of fluid start to fill with blood slowly as this King Arthur creature resurrects to life. My absolute favorite part of this comic in general there is also some exposition here as to grandmother the grandma character i think he just calls her grammy and they're english and she is taking her grandson on this crazy adventure to stop king arthur because uh, she is not quite sure that king arthur will do the world good in these days so she was part of this this legion of people i guess that are protecting the ex the excalibur sword she was she worked with the lady of the lake or the women of the lake i think they referenced more than just one the lady of the lake that is the maker of the sword but yeah she wants to keep it out of the hands of king arthur there is this faction this group of people that want to resurrect uh, king arthur and he needs a blood sacrifice of course so it's uh, it, it reminds me very much of uh, more than one movie of like the mummy sequence where the mummy is coming back to life from the classic old mummy to uh, the Tom Cruise mummy. <laughs> and everyone wants to forget, I guess. I enjoyed it. It's a monster movie. But, man, read for this alone, Once in Future, issue number two, for this insane resurrection of King Arthur and this battle that ensues. And I just love this green cave that King Arthur lives in. It's just like lit with this his glowing re green eyes. And his blood is also of this glowing green fluid. And so, and there's blood too. So there's just green fluid, there's blood. It's just, oh, it's just a, it's a grotesque mess. But it's so much fun when Grammy and her grandson are trying desperately to show up and, and stop this resurrection when it's kind of too late. And then it's just this big fist. There's a lot of humor built into this. There's one point where he, she gives her grandson a gun. He has no idea how to shoot. And they show up to this resurrection and there's all this, this faction there. And he's like, should I start, should I start shooting stuff now? And she's like, it's not going to hurt. And it's just like this relationship back and forth. They're snarky, Englishly snarky to each other. So it's a lot of fun. Once and future, get issue number one, get issue number two. It's the artist winner here. It's a previous Sunsplats Comics winner. Get once and future. Great stuff. But here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Whew, it's, a, it's a doozy. It's one I've been loving. And the winner is Five Years, issue number four. This is from Abstract Studios. This is uh, written, uh, penciled, inked by Terry Moore. It's not colored. It's a black and white comic, FYI. And I feel kind of bad recommending this one in a way because it does carry tons of... Uh, 
of previous storylines that's all melding together because five years takes all of the stories that Terry Moore has written and created and merges them into five years. It's it's his kind of uh, building of the Terry Moore verse. It's 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 his kind of Avengers where he's bringing all the characters he created into one comic because the end of the world is potentially coming here. It's a Phi bomb and it relates to the other comics in regards to this bomb and it, re it relates to Rachel Rising who is this character that's kind of this walking zombie and she's in this and it is the centerpiece of this is this lovely relationship between these two women and their two daughters that are adorable and I love that the daughters are the comic element the daughters don't have any clue that the end of the world could be coming in five years but they're just having fun and they're they're enjoying Saturday morning cartoons with with a bunch of cereal like i love the creation of a cereal it's like sugar balls now with more sugar you know and then gravel bits and terry moore just he does this amazing job of creating this complete world and i just love that the kids give us that that relief because there is a ton of tension here between uh our, the two main characters and their lovely relationship that's uh that's Kachu. And uh, and the other one that's uh, escaping me her name right now, but uh, they they came from the the series called Strangers in Paradise. It's like I think sixty or eighty issues. It was a wonderful, absolutely amazing reads. One of my favorite comic books of all time, altogether ever. I have it in uh, in in mostly single issues, most of the single issues, and I I bought the omnibus. There's a there's a omnibus one and omnibus two of Strangers in Paradise. I highly Highly, 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 highly recommend that you read it, read it, read it, read it. There's even a cool little like picture at the beginning that ties in. Uh, this is page two after the cover. Um, it was usually a, a quote from a famous person. And this one is from Bob Marley. And it says, every man got a right to decide his own destiny. So it's like simple, but it shows like Kachu on the beach, like looking at a or thinking of the woman that she loves. And it's just gorgeous. They're in like Hawaii. They're in this lovely paradise uh francine that's her name <laughs> francine and Ketchu. and Ketchu is just contemplating joining this fight to help save the world to stop this bomb that they're creating that uh, is ultimately related to strangers in paradise this this faction of of women that she was involved with and and turned against that uh, use their sexuality for blackmail and for positions of power and to and to sort of um, you know to to gain power and money and this faction is kind of related to that so she feels kind of obligated with her sister Tambi who I love that Tambi is so the opposite of Kachu here Kachu is she's a spitfire she's she's got some gusto and gumption uh, that is Kachu and she's a wonderful artist as well and she's just this very uniquely designed person with some anger issues but Kachu is designed as like a female version of her but she's like she-hulk like she is just like an amazonian uh woman like she seems like she's seven foot tall and made of uh, 200 pounds of muscle and i just love that about tambi and she's gruesome and she was a, a hit person and she protects the ones that she loves no matter what the cost and yes she's murdered lots of people she's a she's a nightmare of an interesting developed character thank you terry moore and we even have this uh, character from uh from this, uh, the two characters from this other series that Terry Moore had created, and it's uh, it's this, this ex marine who has a PTSD, and she has an imaginary uh, friend that is like this gorilla that she talks to. So she speaks to an imaginary friend, yes, and it was called uh, Motor Crush, 
you got to get that series as well. Fantastic mini series, not an omnibus in that case. I want to say that was like 15 issues. Get Motor Crush. But anyway, she is there as uh, from Motor Crush. That character and her imaginary gorilla that she speaks to are there as the kind of bodyguards. But Kachu is, I love the turmoil she's going through here. She's like, she sees her kids having fun. She sees the woman of her dreams that she's, her love of her life, Francine, that's there. And she's like, does she want to just uproot this or should she just stay and live with them for five years and let the world come to an end and not try to help fix and solve and stop the world from ending? So it's it's just perfectly drawn on the emotion on her face that, that Kachu is going through just this internal turmoil and she's trying to have these conversations with her kids too, but at the same time she can't pull her thought away from it. It's just so well drawn and, and dialogued out here. It's beautiful. And the conversation between Francine and Kachu about what she decides to do, it's just so realistically done. It's so very much how relationships work. You want your other to, to support you, but in, in this case, you're not sure. And you can, that other person can't make that decision for you. It's like you have to decide it. And it's just, it's just an absolute snapshot of how like real uh, and the real surrealistic uh, approach and respect is given to sort of relationships and how complex they are. That's what Terry Moore is a master of here, I would say. It's character development, understanding the sort of internal psyche and and. and understanding of a woman and, and being able to really kind of you know show that he can understand uh, the, uh, what women are going through and sort of how they feel and sort of understanding their emotions but to, to really kind of lay out a realistic view and approach here to relationships it's it's beautiful it's wonderful work of art five years issue number four Get it? This has been a previous Sunspots Comics pick of the week. Number one, it's been in the top five. I do even believe it's been an, a, an art winner at least once, which honestly doesn't happen a lot for me um, with Terry Moore. Uh, he's a fantastic, amazing penciler. It's just something about reading black and white comics, I think. I would feel differently, I know, if it were colored, but it's about the emotions in the eyes. It's about when they're when Kachu, Kachu and Francine look at each other and they with, with the love in their eyes, or with this turmoil and when they're crying, uh, it just will absolutely move you. You can you could even look at those pages and not know anything about this comic, but see the way they're looking at each other and go, oh, this is heavy, this is amazing, this is intense. What the heck is this? I got to read more. But yeah, every time I <laughs> give you a top pick of the week that is a Terry Moore comic, it's like you really should read the 120 comics all related to this and building to this moment, the culmination of all of his stories and all of his characters into the Moore verse right here. That is five years issue number four. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And that you read strangers in paradise and everything uh, from uh, Rachel rising and motor crush. And the other one with the, I forgot the name of it with the woman that has like a silver, uh, like a liquid silver terminator metal that she finds that uh, she can she's more of a superhero uh, read them all trust me uh, terry moore is uh, one of the best ever comic book creators of all time so worthy five years issue number four is our number one pick of the week so there you go there you have it those are the new comic book recommendations for new comic book day september 18th let me lock the vault door there you go please go to a local comic book shop help them out support them and go buy these comic books immediately. Go buy all five of them. And if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, maybe, my email is chris at sunspotscomics.com. Our website 
is sunspotscomics.com and find us on all the social media at sunspotscomics.com. Sunspots Comics and social media. <laughs> also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Go and check out their huge selection of nerdy fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They got a shirt for every nerdy thing you could even think of. Trust me. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of any shirt order. Even the clearance shirts. So go check out and thank you to popuptea.com. And please tune in for issue number 214 of the SUNSPOTS COMICS podcast where I will have 14 new comic books to read that are on my pull list next week for new comic book day september 25th and by the way four of those new number of new comics are number ones and that i'm definitely excited to read so four new number ones next week so i'll be reading 14 and here by the way are just a few of the comics that i'm seriously excited about uh, to read next week on new comic book day september 25th aliens rescue issue number three aliens has been great the new version the new treatment the new characters i'm loving aliens rescue check that out uh ether is back i've been loving ether it's by david rubin this is like the third volume i believe it's called disappearance of violet bell check out ether and david rubin's amazing twisted fantastic art you gotta look at it it's wonderful uh harleen issue number one i guess it's kind of a retelling of harlequin and it's an oversized eight dollar issue yeah so i'm hoping that's amazing because that's expensive <laughs> but uh, uh oh and uh the uh, Shazam's finally back. I don't know where it's been, but I've been enjoying Shazam. Issue number seven is next week. So I have been absolutely a big fan of these uh, all six issues prior to number seven. It took a little break. It's been gone for a few months. But Shazam, which has been a top pick of the week, by the way, and cover of Art of the Week and Artist Winner of the Week, Shazam, issue number seven, coming out next week. New comic book day, September 25th. So those are just a few comics I'm seriously excited about. Please spread the word. Tell someone about the Sunspots Comics podcast if they're into podcasts or whatever. And give us a five-star review with a few positive words on iTunes. It would really help us. But if you want to take that help to the next level and you really want to help the Sunspots Comics podcast, just throw us a few bucks in our PayPal tip jar at sunspotscomics.com support. I actually set it up just a few days ago. Um, just to, If you want to help us keep the lights on, Throw us a few bucks. I mean, it's again, it's sunspotscomics.com slash support. Any little tiny donation is seriously helpful. Any amount is really appreciated. So if you really want to help us out, check that out. It's sunspotscomics.com slash support. So that'll do it. That's uh, the end. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that you captured some of the joy and the love of comic books that I have. And I really seriously hope that you enjoy all of these fantastic comic book, comic, comic book re- recommendations that I sent to you. So I hope you love them. And like our good friend Stan, the man used to say, hang loose, heroes. See you next week to be continued.
Comics Now.